Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Whiskey Consultant. Today we're going to be talking about the difference between Tennessee and Kentucky whiskey. So if you're ready to learn, get those whiskey glasses out because class is now in session. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Whiskey Consultant. I'm your host Susie Lee and I'm recording this from the beautiful Mile High City of Denver. Hope everybody had a great week and a great weekend. I know I did. And so today's topic is Tennessee whiskey, which really there's only one thing that kind of separates Tennessee whiskey and Kentucky whiskey. And we talked about how the rules are a little laxed for whiskey these days as opposed to Kentucky bourbon. And this follows kind of Kentucky whiskey guidelines. But really, there's only one thing, and that's the Lincoln County method. So the Lincoln County method is that they take huge pieces of sugar maple wood, they soak it down with 160 to 140 proof alcohol, and they send it aflame and let it burn into charcoal. And once it turns into charcoal, they take raw alcohol before it goes into the barrel and they strain it through the charcoal before it goes into the aging process. So this is really the only thing that sets Tennessee apart. Kentucky is not known for this. They do not do it there. But Jack Daniels brought this to the forefront in the 1800s, and that's why it's called the Lincoln County process, because his distillery was in Lincoln County. But he actually learned this from a man named Uncle Nearest Green. And Uncle Nearest Green was a slave for Dan Cal, who was a preacher in the 1800s and had a couple of his own distilleries. And Jack Daniels went and apprenticed for these two men and learned how to make whiskey from Uncle Nearest. So Uncle Nearest taught him how to make whiskey and there's actually a line of whiskey called Uncle Nearest. It's very good too. So Uncle Nearest taught Jack Daniels how to make whiskey. Jack Daniels breaks out on his own and then in the 1800s George Dickel comes around. George Dickel's whiskey isn't, wasn't called Dickel in that time period. It was actually called Cascade whiskey because he got his water from the Cascade River and he still actually does to this day. His distillery does. Um, but they called it Cascade whiskey in that time frame and when he died and his brother-in-law Victor Schwab took over and sold it to another company. They called it George Dickel after revamping and relabeling. So George Dickel and Jack Daniels are really the only two biggest distilleries in Tennessee to date. And they're the ones who do this method. But the reason Tennessee whiskey is kind of polarizing, like I said on my Facebook post, is because for me, I'm not a huge fan of Jack Daniels, so it's not because I'm a snob. It's really because it's too sweet for me, and yes, it's great in Coke and other cocktails, but I tend to not drink cocktails very much, and if I do drink whiskey, it's going to be neat, so it just is really too sweet for me, and then George Dickel is too much charcoal and too much oak in the forefront, and every bottle, the 8-year, the 12-year, and his bottled in bond that was released last year and won Whiskey Advocate of the Year Award all tasted like that to me. Charcoal and wood. And I took a chance on this bottle and bond. I tried to restore my faith in George Dickel products again 
But he came out with it. Everybody was talking about it. All my bourbon reviewers that I listened to were all hyped up about it. They said how delicious it was. So I took a chance and I bought it for 40 bucks MSRP. And boy, was I disappointed. It was horrible. It tasted straight up like charcoal and wood there again. And when I opened it, I smelled it. I knew it was, that's exactly what it was going to taste like. It was harsh. It was almost mealy on your tongue as it went down. And the more I drink it, the more upset I got. So I wound up actually doing something I never knew, which is throw the bourbon in the sink. And I kind of cursed George for doing me dirty and making me waste $40 of my hard-earned money. But then around that time, Bob Dylan came out with his whiskey, Heaven's Door, which is his ode to his song, Knocking on Heaven's Door. And Bob Dylan is a huge whiskey enthusiast. So he decided to come out with his own line this, this last year. It's a Tennessee bourbon, a double barrel whiskey, and a rye, all which can be found now in your local liquor stores. And it's a very, very nice offering. But like I said, I was tempted to try the Bob Dylan Heaven's Door because all my bourbon reviewers right out the gate said it was dickle juice to start out with. Remember, kids, I told you it takes a long time to make whiskey. So a lot of distilleries that start up will start out with blends from other distilleries. And George Dickel and Jack Daniels being the biggest in the business, they just assumed it came from George Dickel. And so that was what made me a little scared to try it. But... It was the holidays, and I said, well, I'm going to treat myself, and I spent the 40 bucks MSRP, and it went above and beyond. I got it home. It was delightful. There's a lot of bananas and caramel, vanilla, oat, brown sugar in the front. In the back, there's going to be some great nuts and cocoa that come to play, and there's some spice in there, too. A little, a little nutmeg, a little clove, a little cinnamon, and to me, and I told a calling this that it reminded me of banana nut bread and that's what I tell everybody all my customers that want to know what it what it tastes like or what what the profile of it is and that's what I say that it is tastes like to banana nut bread with chocolate chips and you know I kind of say take bourbon reviewers with a grain of salt because everybody tastes things different but my bourbon reviewers were way more excited about the George Dickel bottled in bond than they were about this and I was a little disappointed that I put that much faith in them after a while because I really enjoyed the Heaven's Door more maybe that makes me the weird one I don't know but Bob Dylan put a lot of effort into this. He's, like I said, a big whiskey enthusiast. He brought a, his fellow bourbon nerd named Perry on. He's a master teaster as well. They went through about 400 to 500 different recipes to get it just right. And Bob Dylan designed the artwork on the front of the bottle and the bottle itself. His artwork is a piece of his metal statues that he does for fun because he's Bob Dylan and he's awesome. And he, like I said, he's hoping to come out with new offerings next year year a whiskey that's finished Japanese style and another 10 year that he's hoping to release so you know if you want to go and spend the $40 I'm not going to stop you from buying the Dickel bottle and bond if you can find it but I'd rather you spend the money you know here but you know you don't have to tell me because I won't know what you're doing but I really think you're going to like the Heaven's Door it's really nice very elegant for a 7 year bourbon I think this is one that you can pull out in front of your friends and family and not have to break out your really good stuff. 
But, um, you know, this is one of those crowd-pleasing ones that I think will stand the test of time. And I'll definitely buy another bottle as soon as I'm done with this one. So, guys, that's going to do it for me today. Please send your whiskey-loving buddies over to listen every Wednesday. And if you want to know anything or if you have a question about whiskey or scotch or anything like that, please leave a comment or question on my Facebook or show me what you're drinking. I love to see your bottles. So I hope that kind of helps you with the Tennessee differences. Like I said, it's not that hard, only really one thing. And maybe navigate your Tennessee section as well. And guys, I hope you have a great week. Have a great weekend. And as always, keep testing, keep trying, and keep exploring the world of whiskey. Cheers.